Hello and welcome back to Daily World News with the latest global stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top world stories for Monday, September 25th, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. The International Monetary Fund has begun its second review of Ukraine's four-year program, which is part of a $115 billion global package to support the country's economy amid Russia's invasion. According to the Ukrainian government, businesses have adapted to the wartime reality, and the economy has been recovering faster than expected. Ukraine has already received $3.6 billion from the IMF this year, and the gross domestic product grew by 19.5% in the second quarter, compared to the same period last year. The economy ministry predicts growth of around 4% this year, and up to 5% next year. In an overnight missile and drone attack, Russia damaged port infrastructure and injured one woman in the Odessa region of Ukraine. The scale of the attack and the extent of the damage are not yet known. Ukrainian authorities quickly extinguished the fire, but Reuters has not been able to independently verify the report. Meanwhile, Medusa, an independent Russian news outlet, believes that a European state is likely responsible for the hacking of its founder's phone earlier this year. The founder, Galina Timchenko, initially believed the attack came from Russia due to previous harassment from the Kremlin. However, an investigation confirmed that the phone was hacked using Pegasus, a sophisticated spyware made by Israel's NSO group. The United States Department of Justice has condemned the surveillance of journalists and expressed solidarity with independent journalists. In other news, Chinese authorities have reportedly sentenced Uyghur professor Rahile Dawut to life in prison for endangering state security. Dawut, who disappeared six years ago, is considered an expert in her field. The U.S.-based Duihua Foundation is seeking more information about her from the Chinese government, including her location, health, and contact with family members. Academic institutions associated with Dawut are urging Chinese authorities to release her, and her daughter has called for her mother's freedom. Next, armed gunmen clashed with authorities in a northern Kosovo monastery, resulting in the death of a police officer. The attack occurred after months of mounting tensions and stalled talks between Kosovo and Serbia. The Serbian Orthodox Church confirmed the gunmen's storming of the monastery, and border crossings between Serbia and Kosovo have been closed as a result of the clashes. The European Union has been attempting to resolve the long-running dispute between the two countries. Meanwhile, Following Azerbaijan's military offensive in Nagorno-Karabakh, nearly 3,000 ethnic Armenians have crossed into Armenia as refugees. The Armenian government has called for the immediate deployment of a United Nations mission to monitor human rights and security in the region. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is scheduled to meet with Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev to discuss the situation. In a concerning development, a vast number of people attempting to cross the Mediterranean Sea are going missing and are never identified. Of the over 2 million people who have attempted the crossing, at least 28,000 are missing. Only about 13% of bodies are recovered by European authorities, 
making it unlikely that relatives will receive confirmation of their loved ones' deaths. Spain has a centralized forensic database, but it is only searchable by name. And an agreement to share forensic information between Italy, Malta, Greece, and Cyprus has yet to be fully implemented. Moving on to politics, a new poll shows that support for New Zealand's incumbent Labour Party has dropped, with the populist New Zealand First Party emerging as a potential kingmaker in the upcoming general election. The centre-right National Party is expected to be the largest party in a coalition government, but no single party will have enough support to form a government alone. The New Zealand First Party has crossed the 5% threshold required to elect lawmakers, making them a key player in the election. In the South China Sea, China's Coast Guard has taken measures to block and drive away a Philippine vessel. The Philippines accuses China of preventing Filipinos from entering and fishing in the Scarborough Shoal. China claims 90% of the area, which overlaps with the exclusive economic zones of several other countries. Lastly, the Bank of Ghana is expected to keep interest rates steady at 30% as the country's economy shows signs of falling inflation. Despite slowing to 40.1% in August, Ghana's inflation is still above the central bank's comfort level. A Reuters poll suggests that the Bank of Ghana will cut rates in the first quarter of next year. Meanwhile, South Africa's central bank has kept its main interest rate unchanged at 8.25% but warns that deteriorating public finances could fuel price pressures. Our top world stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Business News, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, and Daily Lifestyle News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.